bendición. Spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to your Lord. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching us as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Describe to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has risen and left the door, then will you stand outside knocking and say, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, who ate and drank in your company, and who taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be waiting and grinding of teeth. When you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourself cast out. And people will come from the east and the west and from the north and the south and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last will be first and some are first will be last. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes the uh, further one walks, the more difficult things get. And that's certainly the case in Jesus' life story as we hear it unfold in the gospel, particularly the gospel of Luke. Jesus long ago turned left behind Galilee as the story unfolds. You know, this beautiful green place, it's verdant with fields and, and hills and lakes and, and his own people and they speak the same way and the same accent and everything. It's his, his land, his place. He eventually leaves that behind and turns his face towards Jerusalem knowing he has to walk up to Jerusalem, a long way by the way, and, and there he will encounter his ultimate fate and we all know exactly how that, that fate unfolds. And, and as he's traveling along, it seems like Jesus gets more and more serious in his responses. Early on up in Galilee, his homilies and his sermons and his teachings were, were more lively and they were more bountiful and they were more beautiful and they were more welcoming of everybody and anybody that would come and listen to him. 
And his message was that of a loving father and the kingdom of heaven is here with us now and already we can enjoy the fruit of God's presence in our lives. And, but as he gets further and further south heading towards Jerusalem, the message, the teaching, the, the gospel that he's preaching becomes, becomes more sad, I suppose you'd say, or more, more tense or more... Um, less, less, less joyful, I maybe, would be the point. And, and we have a taste of that in today's gospel. Jesus is now well on his way to Jerusalem. And he's asked this, this question about, are there many who are going to enter into the kingdom of God? And on the face of it seems like a perfectly good question, or are there few who are going to enter the kingdom of God, I think is the way it's put. And it's a perfectly good question on the face of it. And Jesus' answer is, is kind of surprising. You would think he would say, oh yeah, the many people are going to come into the kingdom of God because God is loving, God is merciful, God is gracious and kind. But instead he says, no, there are indeed few who are going to enter into the kingdom of God. The, the door into the kingdom is very, very narrow. And he kind of shakes his finger and says, you know, enter by the narrow gate. And it doesn't seem like the same Jesus we got to know up in Galilee. But when you understand where he's headed and what he's going to find there, then that answer makes actually a lot of sense and is coherent with what he had been teaching early on. So as Jesus is going along, who's he meeting along the way? The crowds, certainly. But as he gets closer and closer to Jerusalem, he's also meeting more and more of these characters, these guys who have made themselves God's holy people. You know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the priests of the, of the temple, they have, in the religion of, <coughs> of Judea at the time, they, they have kind of, not all of them, but many of them, has said, you know, that typical disease of holy people. You know, we're holy. We're close to God. We're close to his temple. We do God's will. We study his law. We know the Bible back and forth. And we are really, really holy people, and we don't break any of the laws, and we don't sin. And that makes us really special in God's eyes. And sadly, there's very few of us those other people out there, you know, there's the Romans and the Greeks. They're a bunch of pagans who worship fake gods and goddesses. Ick. You know, they're not close to the kingdom of God. And even within our own people, you know, you've got the Samaritans up there, and they're a bunch of, they're a bunch of heretics. Ick. They're not close to God. And then you've got those Galileans up, up north. You know, they speak strange and they, they have weird habits and, and, and they don't really observe the law very well. And they're, you know, they're not close to the kingdom of God. And those are the poor people. They're not close. If they were close to God, they would be wealthy. They'd have, they'd have money. They'd have, they'd have success. <coughs> and then there's the lepers. Ick. They, they're terrible. They're diseased. That's God's punishment on them. They're not holy like we are. We're the holy ones, and there's sadly not very many of us. And it's these kinds of characters who've made themselves into God's holy ones and have made themselves proudly <coughs> God's own people 
and have presumed that they are the ones who are going to enter the kingdom of God and nobody else, these are almost certainly the people who are standing around when the guy asked Jesus, are they few who are going to enter the kingdom of God? And as he's asking that question, almost certainly he's thinking, few like us, us Pharisees, us Sadducees, us priests of the people, us people who are faithful to the law of Moses and never make a mistake, who never sin. We're the ones, we few are the ones who are going to enter the kingdom of God. And the rest of these pagans and dirty people and poor people and unfaithful people and sinners and sick, <coughs> they're not going to make it. And that's what he's asking. Jesus, I, I know the answer to this already. We're very few who are going to enter the kingdom of God, aren't we? And so Jesus' answer is, <coughs> yes, they are very few who are going to enter the kingdom of God. Pause. But it's not you. It's not you holy guys. It's not you temple guys. It's not you Pharisees, you Sadducees, you, you Levites, you people who study the law all day. Because what's happened in your life is you've gotten sick with holiness. You've gotten the disease that comes with people who think they're holy. You become judgmental. You condemn everybody else but yourselves. You look down on everyone else. You presume that you've managed God so well and God's way so well that you've got a free ticket into heaven. You become arrogant and proud. And when all is said and done, you're the very ones who are going to plot against me in Jerusalem and put me to death. So don't tell me you're so darn holy. Don't tell me you've got a free ticket into the kingdom of God. To the contrary, to the contrary, the people who are going to enter the kingdom of God are precisely the people you look down on. It's precisely those poor. It's precisely the lepers. It's precisely the people I eat and drink with every day out here on the road. It's the Galileans and it's the Samaritans. And maybe, maybe in God's graciousness, even the Romans and the Greeks. Who knows? Don't tell God who he's going to let into the kingdom of God. What we need to do now is to live our lives God's way. Humbly. Not with arrogance, not with pride, not with I'm so holy. Humbly. And with kindness and with mercy and with compassion. Those are the tickets that get us into the kingdom of God. Those are the things that make up the narrow door into God's kingdom. You're not going to get into the God's kingdom if you're proud and arrogant and you think you're the greatest, most holy person God ever created. To the contrary, it's these people who are struggling every day. It's these people who find themselves, yes, sinners, but they want God's grace in their lives in spite of their sinfulness. It's these people who know how to care for their children at great sacrifice to themselves. It's these people who, who are charitable and kind even to the stranger and the outcast. These are the ones, these humble ones, these are the ones who have a ticket into God's kingdom, 
who are going to pass through the narrow door. Well, you can imagine how that went down with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It's precisely because Jesus teaches this way that the opposition to him builds and builds and builds until he gets to Jerusalem and everything goes down from there. Jesus is giving to the people of his time an admonition, but he's also giving to his people of his time and to our time an, an, an encouragement, an admonition away from pride, away from thinking I'm so holy, away from presuming I've got a free ticket into God's kingdom, doesn't really matter how humble or how holy or how kind or how compassionate I am, I'm close to God. An admonition to say to ourselves, even in our own time, you know, I am a sinner. I am among the lame. I am among the broken. I am among the sick. I am among the sinners. Yet I trust God to forgive me and I will do my best to be compassionate as God has been compassionate with me, to pardon as God has pardoned me, to give as God has given to me. That's Jesus' encouragement to us. Act that way. Live that way. Love that way. And then you will get through the narrow gate into the fullness of life and love in God's kingdom. It's a great lesson for us. Jesus is, is not being um, limiting of God's mercy and kindness when he talks about that narrow gate. To the contrary, he's opening that gate up to whoever and whomever wish to follow him in his way of humility and compassion, generosity, indeed love.